everybody. Welcome to another edition of Peer into Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Newcomb. Today, we have a great guest. Her name is Erica Bullock, and she comes to us from Mental Health America, Virginia. She works specifically there as the Warm Line Manager for the Mental Health America, Virginia Warm Line, and she comes to us with a RPRS designation in 2016 a national MHA certification that she got in 2017. She also holds a BA in fashion merchandising from VCU and an MBA from the University of Phoenix that she received in 2021. And today we're going to be talking about what it means to be a warm line manager and operating a warm line in the state of Virginia that is helpful to so many people who struggle with mental health challenges. So having said that, Erica, welcome to the program. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Hello, everyone. Thanks for being on the program. So we'll go ahead and get to it. What I'd like to do is um, just have you tell us your kind of story of origin and maybe any um, experiences you had as you were early on receiving services from peer specialist or what became peer specialist. And uh, then we'll talk some more about how that led to you, what you're doing now with the Warmline management position. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Sure. So I started out, um, you know, I grew up, had a nice childhood and everything and went off to college, had some mental health health issues that I didn't deal with as a child, but they resurfaced after I graduated college. And once I moved away from Virginia um, for my first job after college, they resurfaced again. So um, they resurfaced to the point that I had a mental health breakdown and I moved back to Virginia to deal with them. Um, That's where I met the Norfolk Community Services Board, uh, because I'm from Norfolk. And um, I met some people there and became a volunteer. And through the volunteer, they trained me up. And that's when I got introduced into the peer world. And I went to uh, some of the regional peer meetings and eventually got hired at the Chesapeake Community Services Board and then at Eastern State Hospital. And now I'm at Mental Health of America. So it's been a journey, but it's been it's not what I planned, but I will not change it for the world because I love the peer world. They're the most supportive environment that I've been in, you know, throughout my whole life. Uh, that's amazing that you have been through that and you love what you're doing and you love the peer world. And it's the perfect setup for you to do what you're doing as the manager of the warm line. And uh, so let's kind of segue into that and uh, have our listeners hear about what it's like in a day in the life of a warm line manager. And I'm going to guess that there are probably a lot of moving parts to your job that you have to pay attention to uh, each day. It is a lot of moving parts. It's, um, part mentor, part team leader, momager. Yeah. Sometimes you got to crack the whip a little bit. A momager. Yes. So you're a momager, which got to keep the kids in line. And by the way, there are no kids that actually work the line. This is all being a joke. (laughs) Disclaimer. Make that disclaimer. (laughs) Uh, So you have, let's talk about personnel. So you'd have to have warm line operators, obviously. Okay. Warm line operators. Call in, I'm going to get the warm. Right, right. There's a mm-hmm. and a team leader. Yes. So we have two team leads, port, and seven, in any given moment, seven to 10 warm line operators. Wow. So what is the typical uh, training or preparation that goes into being a warm line? We're working towards people getting their certification from DBHDS. Okay. So our goal is to get you certified and ready for the job core. 
So we actually have an internship program for people who have graduated from that particular class and need their, you have to have 500 experience hours in order to be certified. Right. So we get interns who are looking for the 500 hours and they can get it with us or they can get it with another internship program. But um, we have a perfect rate that everybody has passed the test, the certification awesome. test that under me. So that's the momager. Yes. <laughs> You're like, if you don't, it will be consequences and repercussions. <laughs> right? Have you seen that movie, Life? Yes. <laughs> Give me your cornbread. Right. <laughs> my cornbread. There's going to be consequences and repercussions. Right. So get your 500 hours and do it right and get the test right. Right. All of our OCS were former interns. So, like, we, you know, as we're molding you and shaping you to become a PERS, uh, we're looking at you also to see who could, you know, stay on or, um, who could possibly be a future on-call support person if the need should, should arise. We encourage people to find, their, you know, get out the nest and find their own jobs and stuff once they get the 500 hours. But every once in a while, we might have an opening for on-call support. And we typically pick from our interns. Okay. So getting an intern, you know, getting an internship is a great you know, foot in the door to potentially, if a position arrives arises to work as a um, as an OCS, I believe you called it. Yes, right? yes, OCS, which stands for on call support person. Okay, on call support person. So, getting an internship is really, you know, potentially a great step toward working with the warm line on a, on a on a more permanent basis if the positions are there. Is that right? Right, if the position is there, yes. And we also we do stick with you. We don't just kick you out the door once you get your five hundred hours. You know, I give out recommendations and references and stuff. And if I find that a position is open, I will pass it along to the potential intern. Um, and we kind of, you know, we give you like a warm hand off, you know, okay. a warm, yeah, to the real world. Okay. So, yeah, you're not just like, hey, here's 500. See ya. That's great, though, because a lot of internships, it's like one and done. And then there's no like, mm-hmm. you know, extra step to help really ensure that you want to see. I mean, you want to see people succeed. You want to see them right. CPRS and, you know, all of that. And we encourage them to start looking like halfway through. We encourage them to start looking for jobs and stuff like that. So we kind of will give you the nudge like halfway through. OK, now you at 250 hours, you might want to start looking at, you know, see what's in your area and stuff. So how right. do you how do you mm-hmm. find? Well, it's kind of mutual. How do you find volunteers and interns and and workers and how do they find you? Is that like on a job board or a, or websites or how do you find that? VPRSN, we, we post there. Yeah, Virginia Peer Recovery Specialist Network, yep. But we also stay in contact with the different trainers of the 72-hour PRS class as well. And we okay. make sure the trainers know that we're looking for interns um, and we put the word out. We've done it on the recovery blast. Um, we've done it to um, with vocal and also different, you know, like regional groups and stuff like that. Yeah, so you're working this uh, multifaceted enterprise, and I think we were talking earlier, and you were saying that, uh, you know, for them to find you and you find them, they can go to the Virginia Peer Recovery Specialist Network website, which is vprsn.org or virginiapeerrecoveryspecialistnetwork.org. 
They can also do, I think you said the recovery blast. Is that right? Recovery blast. Also talk to your trainers as well. Your 72-hour PRS trainers. Okay. Is it a great way for them to, to know Yes. about you guys and what you're doing? And also, um, uh, we do get some people who actually look at the MHAV website and they may submit a volunteer application that gets forwarded to me and I'll give you a phone call or email and we'll have a conversation as to whether or not you would be a good candidate too. Okay. So um, when you're training the folks, they're, they're training to become a PRS and then what's the training then for them to specifically do warm line work? Is that a separate training that they do? So we um, put everybody through a, a week-long orientation, and it's usually 9 to 12, Monday through Friday for a week. We talk about MHAV, what we expect out of you, a little bit about peer supporting. Then we teach you how to actually take notes and answer the phone calls and um, support you that way. But we also have, we have two team meetings a month, and so we will ask either ask somebody to come in and do a training or we'll have one of our team leads or OCSs talk about a topic that they're uh, specialized in. Okay. So, and, and then you're all, you're constantly getting feedback and um, positive constructive feedback and everything like that. Okay. So it sounds like you have a, a pretty open environment of, of uh, you know, celebrating the wins and then encouraging the ways to make more wins. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Cause that really does create a team environment, which, I would imagine spills over into the customer service when they're having conversations because they know, hey, my manager really cares about me succeeding and I, I do this job anyway because I want people to succeed. So it carries momentum forward Yes. to the callers. Yes. So if I was going to call, I mean, what are there any topics I can't talk about to, to someone? Yes. Yeah, so you can't be um, disrespectful or rude. Okay. Um, we stay away from religion, sexual, politics, and trauma because we're not trained um, counselors. We're peer recovery specialists, everyone that works the line, and um, we're not trained to deal with trauma. We don't want to get you re-traumatized, but we also don't want to traumatize ourselves as well. That's an interesting point. Like, I, don't bring me your bad mojo. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, in all seriousness, one of the tenets of being a peer is self-care first. Yes. Right. So you got to take care of you. Yes. Uh, and, and of course, as we know, that protects you from uh, your trauma, but it also, I would imagine, protects from burnout. Yes, it does. Because you're not Cause... like, okay, here's another, another, um, you know, four hours I'm going to work where by the end of it, I'll feel really awful about everything. Right. And if you get, a, you know, a string of days like that, then you really feel bad. Yeah, uh, I bet that that can add up quick if you don't have stop gaps in yes. place, you know, to keep yourself healthy. Yes. And we do do check-ins. We do two check-ins a month. I will have a conversation with you about how you're doing, how you're taking care of yourself, how things going on the warm line and just, you know, get to know you a little bit. And that's just to make sure you're not burning out and also to make sure that you are progressing well as well. And then we also have supervision meetings once a month where you meet with me and we talk about your progress. We talk about what's going good, what could be improved, what you're working on. And then we'll go over um, a little bit of the PRS manual. And we uh, one thing I forgot about the training, to say about the training is that we do actually go through the manual um, throughout the throughout the internship, we communicate. Everything's done remote, so everybody's working from from home. But we use Google Chat to communicate. 
one of the topics will be something from the manual. Okay. So there isn't a, you're not in an actual call center. Everybody has different houses. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Like right now you're talking about Eastern Standard Time, but no, I'm not in a big building, a call center. I'm in my living room. Right. <laughs> I'm in my easy chair. What would you say, what are some qualities that, that you look for that makes up a really good warm line operator? We want go-getters. We need people who are empathetic, people who really care about the callers, not just in it for the money or for the hours or to be certified. Well, people who really care. Um, this one thing I'll call it say is that they get a sense of caring from our line. Um, we also need people that know how to work a computer because we do, we are remote and we do everything via computer. Yeah. So, so they can't think a mouse is a rodent that runs around the house. Exactly. <laughs> or Zoom is going down the street or something like that. <laughs> someone who can work independently, someone who has good work ethic, someone who is curious. Okay. Cares about life, cares about yeah. P being a PRS, cares about the callers that they're serving, just curious in general. So I like the term, uh, the, the word you just use is serve. Tell me more about your philosophy of, of serving the people that call. Yes. So the people that call, they're looking to us to help them get over the hump of something. Maybe their um, provider is away or they can't get in touch with their provider or maybe they don't have a provider, or maybe they don't know anything about the mental health industry or anything like that. We provide support, empathy, validation, information, resources. So I look at it as a service. Okay. Yeah, so someone's calling a crisis and and it's not a crisis line, correct? There's a difference. Yes, there's a difference between a crisis line and a warm line. A crisis line, you call when you are in an emergency uh -huh. and you need instant help. A warm line is a little bit of a step down. You're calling where you're not feeling yourself, but you don't need to immediately seek out help. You feel a little overwhelmed, but not to the point where you can't function. function. What would be a cautionary thing you would say to someone like, hey, look, you got this line of work, you got to know that this, this, and this happens. What would be one of the most challenging things you would say for being a warm line manager? Most challenging thing is putting it all together. So you got to do the schedule. You got to do payroll. You're listening to your executive director. You're listening to the, you listen to everybody. You're yeah. not just answering to one person. Um, you have to manage the needs of the whole line itself and keep things running. So you have, it sounds like you have a lot of irons in the fire then. You yes. Know, you know, plates, spinning plates. Yes. <laughs> keep things going, which does make the workday go a little bit faster. I, I it understand. does. You and it have, makes it interesting, too. Yeah. You don't have time to stare at the clock and be like, oh, my gosh, seven hours, four minutes and 38 seconds left till I'm done. No, you don't have time for that. No. <laughs> yeah. which, which is great because that, that makes the day you enjoy it, you know, because you're not looking at the clock. It's it's, right. it's a that you love to do. Yes. And then it also um, makes the week go by fast, too. Yeah, I would think so. And I think, you know, work is work. But when you're doing something that you have a passion for, it is not so much work as it is a labor of love. Right. Yeah, I was thinking um, when I was talking about how, like, the segment when we were saying how I'm living my best life, I was thinking that, you know, when I was planning out going through college and, and that life, that, that life and everything, I never thought about 
having a career just talking to people. Yeah. Because using my own experiences to help somebody out. I never even knew that you could do that was a thing. Right. So I'm just doing what comes natural to me. I, I love to talk to people and it just comes natural to me. And, it, you know, I imagine that's a, um, a great feeling because it's you don't have to try. Right. You know, like, okay, now today I'm 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 gonna be personable, Erica, the best I can be. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the 10 ways to be personable with somebody that are read in a book. Right. <laughs> nothing wrong with reading a book, but there's a sense of natural. Yes. Natural. Because people, you know, they can read natural from yes. the way, just like they can read fake. What are some of the examples of um and and I know the great thing about y'all's line is the anonymity and confidentiality that what is said there stays there and and that sort of thing. Would you say that there's a wide range of topics that people are dealing with, like, you know, something seemingly as innocuous as depressed because they lost their job versus mm -hmm. I'll write this major health crisis that, you know, we're talking could be life threatening and anything in between? Yes, exactly what you said. Um, uh, we do get a lot of relationship calls, which I was surprised. I didn't think that I would have to, you know, be um, supporting people in their relationships and stuff like that. Dude. Radio Delilah. Yeah. We don't give advice though. We do not give advice. We help. We want you to make your own decisions and your own choices. We just present, help you figure out your choices and options and then let you take it from there. Right. So uh, a victory for you then is giving them the right resources and whether they take it or not, which you still want them to do, you have succeeded because they called not knowing something and didn't have a support and you connect them to that. Yes, correct. Right. We also get a lot of people who are depressed, like you said, about losing their jobs and things like that. We do get mental health things, people going through having their symptoms flare up. We just meet them where they are. What would you say is the most enjoyable thing that you do in, as a warm line manager? Actually talking with the callers. Okay, so you get your hands on. Yes, I actually answer phones too. You get to answer phones. Yeah, so talking with the callers, and we do get repeat callers who sometimes they need to tell the story two and three, ten times. And when they get it, that's awesome. You know, when they figure out what they need to do to move point past that point, that's an awesome feeling. Right, because that's the, that's the payoff. Yes. And sometimes I would imagine that people just need a place where they can just be who they are without fear of rejection, without yes. fear of judgment. And that if they've got to say the same story over 15 times and on the 15th time, the light bulb clicks and they're like, I can let this go now mm -hmm. because I've, I've been able to express myself about it. And more than one person has heard it and agreed with me mm -hmm. about my experience now I can maybe make the move to letting it go or reframing it to something different. Yeah. Uh, downplaying what it was, but what can I, you know, learn from it? Right. And also sometimes we get callers who realize, hey, I am normal. It's not, you know, I'm not um I'm not mentally challenged or anything like that. You know, and because sometimes I've had to tell callers that's a normal reaction. You've been through so much. Right. And they were like, what? I'm not losing my mind? No, that's, that's normal to feel that way. And so, and then they will get it, a light bulb will come on in their minds 
and they can see the light, you know, to how to get out this situation. Yeah. And that's um, affirming, affirming someone's um, movement toward to movement toward greater senses of sanity and less sense of crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and showing genuine support and, and then also being willing to share from your experience, strength and hope mm-hmm. to folks, you know, with the whole caveat of they decide whether they want to do or, you know, what you say um, is a powerful thing. Yes. Yeah. So one thing that could be changed is that more people would know about the warm lines and utilize warm lines. Okay. Um, Because we get a lot of callers and say, hey, you know, my doctor or my employer or my friend told me to call this number. I didn't know what a warm line was until I called. And I wish I had known a long time ago because I needed you. Right. Yeah. And and then it's a recovery principle. You don't know what you don't know. Right. Which well, I wish we had more um, recognition and more um, pop, not popular, awareness. Of who you are and what you do. Yes. Well, and and I would imagine that the personal testimonies or storytelling carries a lot of weight. Yes. People who have been in your services. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. So, well, this is what happened. I, you yes. know, I him, you know. Okay. And they're like, what you've been through it too? That gives me hope that I can move forward and I can move on and I can um do some of the things I want to do. Right. And it's all about forward motion. Yes. Even if it's, you know, if you've ever seen the movie What About Bob? <laughs> you know, baby steps out the office. Exactly. Baby steps to the elevator. Yeah. It is. It's that taking taking how much time you need. As long as the ball's moving forward. Mm-hmm. How do you measure success with your callers? Like you just said, moving forward. Okay. Um, if they, like, we've had callers, again, we've had callers that have told the same story to us every single time they call. And then one time it might click to them and they did something different. They tried something different and it got different results. There's an old saying of, if you keep doing what you always did, you'll get what you always got. Right. Yeah. Or them asserting their independence, like realizing that they can do whatever they want. The world is their oyster. How do you measure success uh, from when someone calls in? I mean, do you guys have like a, just out of curiosity, like a survey that people can fill out and let you know, like, hey, when I called, I got this and it felt really good, or maybe you could change that. Or how do you guys measure Success, because like if you come into an ER with a broken leg, success is you have a broken leg. Here's the rod and a cast, and you know here's some crutches. Go home, and you know that success has happened. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Because we can't see into the mind, right? So two things: how the conversation is going. Um, the uh, caller could give us feedback during the conversation, but also we ask them a question at the end of our call, we ask them on a scale of one to 10, how supportive have this phone call been for you? Okay. And we rate and they rank us and that lets us know how supportive we've been. We've been to them. And do they usually fill that out? Do you get a high response rate? Uh, yes. Cause we verbally ask them. Okay. 
You, oh, you ask them when they're on the phone. Yes. So you don't, you're not like, hey, can I get your email address and send you a survey and get it back? No. Because <laughs> we all know how the, the pool from that would be very, very small. Yeah, zero almost. So we do get a lot of tens. We don't get too many fives. It's usually anywhere between six and 10. So you were telling me that, you know, you have obviously a ranking system uh, of how supportive the call is. And I think you were saying like, was it five? A five is like the best. Is that right? Five is like halfway. It it didn't work or it worked, but it didn't work. Ten, uh, is, the, ten is the best. Okay. Zero is you, you really weren't supportive. Okay. So we get mostly, we we get very rarely do we get a five. We usually get six or above. And oh, really closer to nine or tens than anything. That's great. That's really good. Because you can't see the other person. You know, you can't see their 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 uh, face and their you know, facial expressions and whatnot. Right. The numbers don't lie. Right. That's got to be pretty satisfying when you print out the monthly report and you're sitting at 9.5. Right. That is good. Yeah. I know when I get off a call and the caller gives me 10, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. What's up? <laughs> Is Erica, what do you think was going to happen? Right. Peer support. <laughs> yes. Yes. How, how, um, how has working the warm line changed your life? It's given me a lot of flexibility and freedom because I do work from home. Um, not only do I get a lot of personal things done, I get to play with my dog more. Um, <laughs> Um, it's allowed for me to grow. Like it's it's tested my own personal boundaries. Like what I'm, what am I going to put up with, and what I'm not going to put up with, personally, either caller or warm line worker, or just in general in life. Okay. Um, it allows me to analyze my own, stretch my wings, and analyze my own beliefs and everything like that. Okay. And it's kind of taking me out of my shell a little bit. That's great because it, you know, it helps, um, as we know, boundaries are so important in life. And um, if you come from a place of trauma uh, or struggle, oftentimes you don't know how to do boundaries because nobody's taught you. Right. Or they taught you in a skewed way. Right. Healthy. And once you know that you deserve to have boundaries and you deserve to be able to, to guard them, mm-hmm. that's really powerful. Yeah. So we do talk about boundaries during the team meetings and things and we talk about ethics. Um, you know, those are the two key components of peer supporting that we really do kind of hit home uh-huh. because you have to maintain the warm lines boundaries or else the warm line will just fall apart. You know, and there's all sorts of boundaries. There's boundaries, call limits, boundaries okay. as far as what the callers are talking about or doing. Okay. Boundaries as far as um, how many, you know, work ethic type boundaries, like how many times you can call out type deal. So we we talk about all of those boundaries. And what, um, what is there a typical uh, allowed time frame for a call? And like, okay, we only do five minutes or do you give a little grace period or what's a... Yeah, average? so it's 20, for a repeat caller is 20 minutes, for a new call is 30 minutes, and for a text call is 45. Okay. And they can call, if I called you on Monday, I could call you on Wednesday? Yes. So you can call, initially you call once a day for about a month, but then if you we find that you're calling excessively, 
like every single day in a month. We might put you to three times a week, just depending on how things are going. Okay. Yeah. And then if you like abusing, if you, if you keep kind of abusing your privileges, we might take you down to two. And if you're just out of control, we might even block you. It's just, we have that. Yeah. We have the, the capability of blocking people. So yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. So they're not gonna come find you. <laughs> no, there there are good many people in that. I'm sure 99 percent of them are calling just because they want to hear somebody's voice, and then also yes. they want to find the belief that whatever is beating them down, they can they can withstand the beat down, mm-hmm. and get to the healing. But we also encourage our callers to be independent, and because sometimes suppose you can't get through and you can't talk on the one line, then what you're gonna do? Right. So that's another way to encourage that independence on their part as well and taking control over their recovery story and journey as well. Because there's plenty of community resources out there too. And we're just one little link in your little in your chain. Right. And but in a, a vital link. Yes. I think for sure. Because you never know, you never know what a rightly timed warrior in somebody's life can do. Yes, yes. You, know, you may say one little thing to that person that they needed to hear that they may have heard a thousand times, but the tone of your voice or the sound of your voice or the words you chose, something may have bring more true. That's true. In that moment. Yes. And that's a game changer. That is a game changer. Yeah. Um, let me see. I think I nailed all the questions. Uh, do you have anything you want to add? Yeah, so I... um. I will encourage the warm line is not just for people who are not PRSs. We get PRSs every once in a while too. So if it's for anybody. So if you need a resource to either give out to your um, your clients or the people that you serve, or if you need a resource for yourself, call 1-866-400-6428. Monday through Fridays, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturdays, Sundays, and holidays from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And uh, I assume that anonymity and confidentiality are high priorities. Yes. So everything that you say, it stays in the phone world. Um, We don't write down exactly what you say or anything like that. We only take a few bits of information, not to identify you, but just for statistical purposes only. And we, you don't even have to give a name. Oh, okay. So you just, I can make up what I'm, I'm R2D2. And... Yes. You can even make up a name. We wouldn't know. So I could let you know recovery is possible. Recovery does happen. Um, there's lots of people out there who have been through some stuff and they've overcome their challenges. And there's lots of people that would love to assist you in your, on your journey. So just, I wanna encourage everybody to reach out for help as they need it. No one's perfect, perfect. No one has had the perfect life. We've all been through some stuff. So um, I know we on this warm line won't judge you or anything like that. We won't tell your business or anything. So if you need someone to talk to, please feel free to call us. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, there's really not much I could say to sell that. Erica, thanks so much for being on the program today. Thank you for having me, Chris. 
You are welcome. And we appreciate all that you shared about the warm line. Again, can I get you to go ahead and give that information if someone wants to call the number and the hours again? I just want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to know that information. Yes. So it's the M M H A V warm line. And the number is 1-866-400-6428. We're open Monday through Fridays, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturdays, Sundays, and holidays from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. We are open 365 days a year. And if someone is in crisis, they should call 911. Is that right? They should call 988. If you are in crisis, please dial 988. That's for any type of crisis. Please dial 988. If you're not in crisis and just need a caring, listening ear, call 1-866-400-6428. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, I, I just thought of one thing. Yeah. And if you are someone who is looking to get your 500 hours, please check out the um, BPRs and job board. Uh, we will be hiring throughout the year. So just, just look at the job board every once in a while. Awesome, America. Thanks for sharing that. I want to thank our listeners for listening to the Peer into Recovery podcast, which is brought to you by the Virginia Peer Specialist Network and Mental Health America of Virginia. And if you like our show and would like to subscribe to the podcast, please visit our website at www.vprsn.org. And please leave us a brief review on iTunes. In the meantime, take care of yourselves, everyone. We'll see you soon.